The Fontenelle Final Bell Podcast is presented by Fontenelle Hybrids. The solutions you need, the relationships you trust. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Aaron Bertels is joining us today as he is with Water Street Solutions. And we look at the markets, no surprise. It's just like we're on a Groundhog's Day type of a, a trade, a repeat, a talk of China weather. We had a WASD report that came out today, so we've got lots of things to look at from a grain perspective. And I know, Aaron, let's first off talk with China. There's a lot of folks hoping on this May, or March 27th meeting, but we've got a little uh, cog in the wheel, shall we say. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the bad news today was that that meeting got pushed off. We don't we don't have a date for it at this point. Uh, obviously, China a little bit hesitant now that they saw Trump or Trump kind of walk out of the the meeting with North Korea with no deal. And China doesn't want to come to the table on this without a deal, right? They want to be able to sign. They want to have a signing ceremony. So push that off as they're still trying to work out those negotiations. We don't have a date yet. But the one thing I think is now if we do get a date set, if they come back and say, hey, we're going to do it in the middle of April or late April, um, that's going to be a point now where we can pretty much, at least better than we could have before, assume that they have a deal worked out. right? If they're going to come back together, if they push it off this time because they don't have one and they come back together this time, you should expect that there's there's some negotiations that have been done and, and things are ready to go. So at least maybe there is some optimism, though there was some frustration at first, I'm sure, when the word came that it got moved to April or on to April sometime but at least we do have some thoughts that we might be able to move forward and hopefully get some trade back with China I think people are really optimistic I think they're seeing that China is already buying grains um, we've seen some specific numbers come out I think it is a matter of time I think people just assume it's a matter of time but they want to see this in writing they're tired of the back and forth they're tired of the headlines I know I am of every day coming in and having to deal with you know did they have a conversation? Did they not? Are we going there? Are they coming here? Everybody wants this thing to get done. So they're less active on the headlines, but that's what we're looking for. Um, the positives are they are buying stuff. They have specific numbers in mind that they're using, um, big numbers, right? I mean, we're not talking about a small deal here if this gets done. I think the negative action in soybeans today, though, was more to do with the report than it was really the, the Chinese headline that we weren't going to have a meeting at the end of this month. It was a slap in the face that we have 900 you know, million bushels in a carryout, which is more than twice what we've had over the last four years at any point in time. Well, let's look at that WASD report, because I think up until just a few days ago, people kind of forgot that we were back into the mode of give, getting government reports on a on a timely basis. Yeah, we, uh, we we had such a delay in some of this information that it's uh, it's hard to imagine it's coming so quickly again now. But we did have a report today. People don't look at this one as a big report very often because we also have the stocks report at the end of the month on March 29th. So that's a bigger number, a bigger, you know, it's really just a better time frame. We're getting closer to planting. So people react in that report or look for that report a little bit more carefully. But today's numbers were a little bit more shocking than people would have expected. They added about 100 million bushels to the corn carryout, mainly because of exports and ethanol, which we could continue to see uh, have some, some demand taken away from it. Uh, soybeans went down a little bit, so that was a good sign. But, it, again, it's a huge number, right? So it's 900 million. Uh, last report was 910 million. So went down just a very little bit, even with the, the demand that we've seen from China. So wheat, again, obviously, you know, I don't know. I don't remember the last time we had a friendly report on wheat. So the carryout on wheat went up as well. 
um, that market's just trying to decide if it's done having sellers or not, right? That's been the, the big dramatic market here that we've had lately. Corn's had a really tough time going up or staying steady because of what wheat's doing. Beans, though, are the one that it's just hard to imagine uh, how we're even at this price with the carryout that we have. When you look at a chart compared to the numbers we've had from a carryout standpoint over the last few years, it's just hanging on because of the the thought that we're going to get a deal done with China, and that's going to really improve the amount of demand that we have. And it's, you know, that makes sense, but you are hanging on that hope, right? You're hanging on the hope that that gets done. So you hope that gets done sooner than later. Obviously now will not be done before we get to that stocks report at the end of the month. So we can't depend on that. Um, so not a friendly report today by any means. I also don't think that it really matters that much um, as you move into next week. It's going to start coming down more to what kind of weather are we going to start having? What's the weather doing in the Delta? Right now the weather in South America is pretty benign. We just need to get to that time frame now where we start looking at those things more instead of just these little blips of information that really isn't going to change anybody's opinion on the overall market direction. You know, Aaron, we've been kind of talking about that this whole week, that this is going to turn into a very strong weather market once we move past, like you just said, the, the, the blips that come with China. And we know that guys in the South have had a lot of frustration trying to get into the field because it's been so wet and it's going to continue just to head north when we finally do see the snow melt. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Uh, and it'll be interesting from an acre standpoint overall, too, just because we are obviously have had as much snow here and are as wet as we've been in a very, very long time. More snow coming. Um, we've seen years where we didn't get much snow, but because of how much snow they had up north, we had a lot of flooding down here that took away acres. So it's hard to imagine from, uh, I know, a lot of my farmer standpoint that they'll be able to get a whole lot done in April, which moves us into May. And they're curious and don't understand why the trade's not really looking at that. To me, it's just too far out for the trade to look right now. They just they don't want to look that far. The Delta is having trouble, um, which in history has told us that we're going to have some trouble uh, as it just usually spreads that direction. So I, I think it's going to be an interesting conversation to see how quickly we can get in the field. Does that mean that we can hold up our corn acres, or do we then shift to more bean acres, which would be a problem right now. We do not need more bean acres. Well, and I think that's the million-dollar question that comes at this now guys that are looking at their acres and maybe we're planning to plant more corn beans might be that like you said that possibility do we need to do some rethinking maybe of our, our marketing plan going into spring or do we just wait and see what happens i think you've got to wait and see what happens i mean if you get opportunities to price things at reasonable prices especially beans ones that you can make some money on then you probably better look at that but it's that million dollar question of are we going to get a deal done what's that do to overall stocks Stick around, folks. We do have more coming up here on Final Bell as we look at the happenings on the livestock front as well as more on the grain side of the market. Stick around. You are listening to the Fontenelle Final Bell right here on the Rural Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield as we are being joined by Aaron Bertels. Aaron is with Water Street Solutions. Before we left, we were talking about some grain. Of course, we had that WASDE report that came out um, earlier in a, in a Friday. And I thought it was kind of interesting as the harvest continues, Aaron, in, in South America. Not a lot of numbers have trickled out. But then I see USDA lowered the soybean production by half a million metric tons. Yeah, this was the number, or these were the numbers we were looking at so closely for a long time, expecting a big rally in beans uh, because of the weather in South America. And they continue to kind of slowly grind that number down. Um, you've had, you know, people like F numbers that are lower than this. 
uh, in the past uh, of this year. But, yeah, I mean, they're finally getting down to those places where a lot of people suspected their total bean production would be for Brazil in the first place. Obviously, the weather started out after that, so corn number is still high, and they didn't change that for Brazil moving into this report. Argentina's weather panned out before Brazil's did, so their soybean number is still looking to be uh, high and and the same as, as the last report. But we are seeing that number for soybeans in Brazil come down a little bit, and you know, that'll all help. We still have a very large world carryout. We have our own large carryout. But it is interesting right now to see China, because of wanting to show goodwill um, in these negotiations, buying beans from us right now, when they would typically be buying beans from South America, who is still going to have plenty of beans to sell. It's not just because they had a crop that was smaller. It was smaller from what they were expecting was going to be a record crop. They still have plenty of beans to be able to export. Wondering with everything that's going on, the talk of the global wheat supplies being reduced, does that put any pressure on on our wheat prices and, and need for production here in the states? I'd like to say yes. I honestly, though, I'm not sure that a lot of people that trade wheat um, really even care about what the fundamentals are right now. Um, they're not as bad as this price is. You know, we we haven't gotten a lot of friendly reports or anything uh, as we move to the future, but. Uh, it's a it's a market with low volume um, and a market that has funds that like to sell. And when there's nothing going on um, and no other reason for the other markets to go up, it seems to be their tendency to want to sell that market. So I do think there's reason to have some optimism um, in wheat. Uh, and overall, just the fact that we are as low as we are right now should provide some optimism for us to be able to find an avenue to go up. And when we do go up uh, and You've probably heard people say this for the last two years as wheat's been getting beat up, but you can go up very quickly if you get something that really strikes a fire in this and gets rid of some of that huge short position in, a, in quick order. But we just haven't had that. And when they're when they're in doubt, they just want to sell that market. Let's jump over to the livestock side. Uh, we had talked briefly on the front half about um, China. They're, of course, dealing with African swine fever continuing. As we look at the hogs, what are we seeing? I mean, they quickly showed some buyer support at the open today. What are your thoughts on how they continue to sell? Really good day today, and it started because China's market seems to be coming off of their lows after you know getting really beat up because of the swine fever. They were up five percent overnight. Our markets kind of took off, and and you know relation to that as we uh, got going here this morning, uh, we had a cold storage report too here recently that that was friendly, showing eleven percent increase from so it increased eleven percent, but the average is fourteen percent from December to now. So showed a little less stocks there. Uh, pork product prices have continued to increase. So I think overall, though, too, you're just looking at some charts that have gotten heavily beat up because of that negative information coming from China, the fact that the relationship with China has not been great. Um, but overall now, uh, with some of that stuff improving, those charts improving, and the fact that just these numbers coming from our negotiations with China are an additional $30 billion with goods. That's not all just going to be grains and uh, meal and, and that stuff, it's probably going to have something to do with meat, too. So I think overall those charts are just ready to maybe uh, turn around a bit here. Are we seeing, you talk about the cold storage, and are we seeing a slowdown in consumption just in the fact that we've had such cold weather and it continues to linger all across, really from coast to coast? Uh, I don't know that you could even say from the numbers that we've seen in cold storage that you've had a slowdown in consumption, but yeah, certainly that could be part of it. Um, you're you're into this time frame where you know there's been years past where we'd like to say that we've been grilling by now. Uh, I would say that uh, I know my grill has not been working uh, a whole lot this winter uh, when you got to walk through you know eight to ten inches of snow to get there. So 
but with like with beef right now, I mean they've they're they're taking off the sales on beef. Um, that price has continued to scream up this whole uh, winter. The product prices have continued to increase. We had cash increase this last week. Uh, I I wouldn't be surprised to see um, those markets test their highs again. A lot of that has to do with the fact that. Uh, overall supply is kind of trending down because we've had very rough weather this winter. Um, feedlots performance has been poor because it's been sloppy early on. It was sloppy all fall and then it was wet and frozen and snowy. I think overall it's just been a weather issue and with these storms coming in this weekend, uh, I don't see any reason for, for them to, to stop that right now. That's why I expect that those markets just stay well supported here as we move into next week. All right, sounds good. What's the best way for folks to get a hold of you, Aaron? Yeah, just call it uh, 309-680-1271. Well, thanks so much. It's great to have Aaron Bertles back on the air with us. Aaron Bertles is with Water Street Solutions. Thank you so much to Fontenelle and all the local Fontenelle dealers as well for the support. You're listening to the Fontenelle Final Bell right here on the Rural Radio Network.